In our culture, everything is based on success. But what is success? Who defined it? Who decided that success was the goal instead of fulfillment? What happens if we shake up that definition? What if we make our own definition of success? My name is Tony Grebmeyer, and on this podcast, I'm going to dig deep into the real stories behind success. Join me as I interview other entrepreneurs who've climbed up Success Mountain and have come back down to share their stories so you can succeed. If you're ready to join a community of other entrepreneurs redefining success and finding fulfillment, go to BeFulfilledLife.com and join the community. Now, let's dive into today's show. Welcome to Be Fulfilled. It is the real stories behind success. I'm your host today, Tony Grubmeyer, and I'm really looking forward to the conversation with a fascinating woman, a good friend. She's an award-winning humanitarian, international speaker, and a professional coach. She left a cushy Fortune 100 career to spend her afternoon talking to me. No, no, no. Seriously, for the adventures of entrepreneurship, uh, she's the CEO and founder of Lucra, a coaching firm devoted to helping entrepreneurs create wealth in all areas of life. She is also the author of the best-selling book, The Heart of Consciousness, and she is the host of The Lucrative Society, a podcast exploring the intersections of wealth and happiness. A dear, dear friend of mine, please put your hands together. Can you, can you, a couple more, please? For Mindy Kniss. Slow clap, everybody, slow clap. <laughs> Awkward clap, but hey, you know what? Everybody in their car just hopefully didn't take their hands off their steering wheel or while they're at home, you know, hiding out right now, did put their hands together to support you because I got to tell you, I've been looking forward to this for a long time, A, because you mean the world to me and I love what you stand for and how you show up and I love that you have always just been a, a kind of a heart path for me, just somebody who's just got a big heart to just make the world a better place. So I'm excited you're here. Well, thanks for having me, Tony. It's always good to hang out with you. All right. I'm going to now ask you the one question every guest gets. What is your definition of success? My definition of success is feeling good on a mostly day-to-day basis. I'm not talking like you have to feel great and like sunshine every single day. But success to me is that feeling. It's not about my outside situation. It's not about necessarily the house that I live in or the car that I drive or the money in the bank, any of that stuff. Truly success to me is how do I feel? And if it's feeling pretty darn good on a almost everyday basis, I'm successful. No, I love that. Uh, In your bio, Talked a little bit about how you left a cushy, was it a great, good, phenomenal career (laughs) to then just disrupt everything and go down the path of being an entrepreneur. So I'd love to talk a little bit about that and kick off our show today. Sure. And disrupt is the absolute best way to say that because the career itself was good, I would say. It was a perfectly fine job. I worked with lovely people. The work was challenging enough, but not overly stressful. So everything was cool. You know, I had the house, the car, the whatever status of working at this company, Uh, but it wasn't fulfilling my life, my sole purpose. So that's why I left. And then, then the disrupt part comes in because soon after I left, I found much to my dismay that I didn't really know how to run a business. So that 
ended up fairly quickly leading to being evicted from the apartment that I was living in, my house that I owned going into foreclosure, living out of my office space, and then filing bankruptcy. So when I say adventure... <laughs> well, we just uh, got a really cool... It really has been. <laughs> Normally I hang that for like the top of the show when like you can picture the scene with Sylvester Stallone and Cliffhanger hanging on or Mission Impossible with Tom Cruise. We just did that with Mindy in like a minute into the show. So we're here. So I want to talk about the way out because as somebody listening today also heard us talk about you know, the intersection of wealth and happiness. And holy crap, when your life is like living on your office, maybe sofa, floor, whatever Good you want to call it, <laughs> you know, you have a house and you file BK, like that's not going through the drive, you know, drive through a Burger King and saying, can I have a Whopper? Well, maybe it is, but you got a double Whopper. You got a big doozy. So how did you get out of it? Yeah. First and foremost, it was not an overnight process. It was, um, it was a, a many year ordeal. Uh, I had started my business in 2007, just to give people some context about how long ago that was. How I got out of it was there was essentially two things that really shifted that I had to shift if I didn't want to be living on the street someday when I couldn't afford my office space and the futon. <laughs> One of the things that I shifted was before this time frame, I had really thought negatively about sales and marketing. I looked at people who were doing sales, who were big marketers, and my perception of them was that it was kind of sleazy. I didn't want to be one of those sleazy salespeople just trying to get people to buy my product. So I was really turned off by the whole sales and marketing thing. Now, those of you listening that are in business know that that's kind of an essential piece of the puzzle. <laughs> My thought was, hey, I know that I'm a great coach. Shouldn't that be enough? You know, shouldn't my phone just be ringing? Shouldn't people just be coming to my website? <laughs> Don't you're shaking your head. I no, know. It's like, it's so essential. It's like when you have a puzzle, you need to put it in something like a box so you can ship it to people. Imagine if you're puzzle showed up and it was a million different pieces and you didn't know which one was missing. So you kind of need marketing. It's an important thing that encompasses it all. It, it is. And I, I know that now. <laughs> I did not have that full picture back then. So that was one of the big shifts. I, I started learning everything I could learn. I read all the books I could read. I followed people online that were marketers. I got to know people in my personal life as friends that were marketers, really immersed myself in that world that was one piece. The other piece was I also had this very faulty notion that I had to do everything myself. If it was going to be done, you know, the right way or the way that I wanted it, it had to be me. I couldn't rely on other people. And to make that even worse, I am a huge, huge introvert. So it wasn't my natural tendency to reach out, to connect, to network with other people. And that has been a big shift for me too, where I recognize now, thank goodness, I don't have to do this all because one, I don't even know how to do it all. And oh, by the way, now I know that that's okay. And two, there have been amazing friendships. I mean, Tony, you and I wouldn't even know each other if we hadn't met through a business networking opportunity. So it's just, it's added so much, not just to my business, but to my life at large. 
No, I, I love it. I mean, I, I really appreciate you, you know, one, clarifying that, you know, hey, it wasn't not an overnight process. It didn't happen overnight, and I didn't get out of it overnight. And that's why I tell people Rome wasn't built in a day, and neither is the remodel. It's a process, and you have to first acknowledge that there is something that you would like to change. What was one of the things that you noticed kind of right off the bat for you that became the light bulb moment? I know that you said, you know, you didn't have to do it all yourself, but that doesn't necessarily happen right away. I kept doing the same shit over and over and over. And then I realized not just the insanity of my life was, you know, how I was living it. It was that I wasn't changing anything because I didn't have any new perspective. Nobody was breathing in like, hey, you know, have you ever realized that the reason you keep doing drugs is because you keep hanging out with druggies? Like the reason you're broke is because the people you hang around with are broke. Have you ever noticed those things? And then I had a light bulb epiphany when when my buddy said, hey, your life has meaning and purpose, but what you're doing right now didn't, that was my light bulb moment because he, he like basically held up a mirror for me to see myself going, oh, you're right. Like I have the opportunity to change, but I didn't want to because I didn't realize how bad my life was. So when you, when you go and file paperwork, it's not like you're like, I've never done it. I just have got really, really close. You begin to list all of the things out where all of your money went or assets and everything. Was that an aha moment for you when you began to go through that process? It was a very shameful moment. <laughs> I did not. It was a, a many moments that did not feel very good. I would say that the, the biggest light bulb moment. And of course, there were many of them. But one that just came to mind right away when you started asking that was I was having a conversation with my husband, Sean, who you also know, Tony. And I was living in Portland, Oregon at the time. I was also in grad school at the time or had just really finished grad school at that time. And I remember saying to Sean, well, nobody in Portland has any money. <laughs> and Sean being Sean kind of was like, what? Uh, Mindy, Brendan Burchard lives in Portland. And I think there are probably other people that have been really successful and doing really well. And they're living in Portland. Now, my version of Portland was a bunch of broke grad students. Mm. We were all writers. So we had that starving artist mentality really strong. And my, I was like, nobody in Portland has money. What are you talking about? Sean's thing was like, you need to raise your price. I'm like, how could I do that? So I was fighting for my reality, which was in this little bubble of starving artist grad students. I, uh, in Star Wars, we're talking New Hope. Han Solo comes in from like getting the Falcon in the, in, into like the universe and he's heading towards Alderaan. And he walks in and he sees Luke with the blast shield on. And he's like, that hokey religion, you know, this hokey thing doesn't work. I could just see how Sean, being Sean, says it to you. And you're like, uh, yeah, uh, you're right. Um, and it's like, I call that a moment where you're like, you almost lift up your blast shield and realize, you know what? I did feel that. Thank you so much for helping me to see because I was blind. Like, I literally had my blinders on. I didn't see because... Sometimes as an entrepreneur, and I'm sure you've even felt this in your own journey, is you're rowing your own boat and you never even li lifted your head to realize you're just going in freaking circles. <laughs> right. You're like, row, row, row your boat. Whoa, I ain't going anywhere. 
So, so you get this aha moment. You get the Brendan Bouchard kind of light bulb moment, like with Sean saying, "Hey, you make a transition, and do prices get raised?" Yeah, I did, and it was one of the scariest things I've ever done because I was so used to undercharging, undervaluing my service. And saying, oh, well, I'm just starting, you know, the whole thing. But really, like, you can come up with excuses for that anytime, whether you've been in business for a year or 10 years. So all of that was just excuse. And not only Sean, but I had some other just amazing people in my life that would call me on my crap and say, what are you doing? Like, let's play. Yeah, you know, it's so important to have good counsel you know there's not quotes out there in the universe that exists like you are the you know the five people you hang around with and i'm like ethan owen amber my mom okay that's me that's five all right great and and they're all doing stuff but i'm not so then that's when my light bulb goes off for me and going what's my excuse and i love that you just put that we all can make excuses at any time so how do you make the transition you know at the time you're with dating Sean, you know, from, from Portland to where do you end up? <laughs> well, that there's a, a whole winding journey in, in that story. I was the person who was never, ever, 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 I can't even stress that enough, never, ever going to move for a man, ever. I also wasn't planning to get married. So as you know, that all of those things went out the window when real love, like true partnership knocked on my door. That was Sean. So just briefly, I moved to Chicago, which is where I'm from originally and had been trying to not live there pretty much since I came from there. Sean was in Chicago, so I moved there. And then after a year of being there, I said, hey, let's uh, go somewhere else that might be a little nicer on wheelchairs and weather-wise. So we moved to Arizona and that was absolutely lovely. We ended up because he had some business situations in his business, we ended up combining into one business, which was really beneficial because as the years had gone on, after we'd been married, we'd been running these separate businesses, but a lot of it was just duplication because we were talking about the same stuff. He was as a professional speaker. I was doing it as a professional coach, but it was all the same, same thing. So we had combined businesses. And then in 2019, he ended up uh, being in a very severe wheelchair accident and did not make it through the emergency surgery that he had. And so he passed away in last August. And that then has been this really whole new journey to say, okay, now I have this, this business that I, I was doing before I was with him, but doing it in a different way with him now, how do I continue that, continue his legacy, but also recognizing, I think he took care of his legacy. He, he did an amazing job with that. And what am I building? You know, what is this now? Well, I mean, let's, let's give some acknowledgements in two areas really, really quick. So awesome that you, A, don't move for a man, or if you do, it's only temporarily. You move for a man <laughs> and then you say to the man, Hey, honey, I love you. You love me, right? Like Chicago's cool, hot dogs, the Cubs, all the other fun stuff, the, the Bulls. But Arizona, babe, that's something where we should go to. It's going to be hot, but hey, I'll have you and you have me. So you go to, you convince him to move. So now you're in Arizona. Do you want to know the funny thing about that, Tony? When I said that to him, because let's be clear, for those of you that are listening that don't know Sean, he was this three foot tall dude 
in a wheelchair. Who love to cook, by the way. There's some great <laughs> videos about cooking. If you ever want to have them in your kitchen, just go look up YouTube videos of Sean. He, he was the three-foot chef, so that was awesome. But he had been living with his parents up until that time. So he was 31 years old, still living at home, miserable because of that. And I say to him, you know, like, we could move. Because me, I've moved all over the place. I lived in Portland. I lived in Nairobi, Kenya for a while. Like, I've lived wherever. So it's all good. Sean says to me, how could I move? And I'm like, babe, you pick out where you want to go. You pack up your stuff. And you go. <laughs> hey, you remember that conversation you had when I was in Portland? Like, the same thing, just reverse. Exactly. Exactly. So that's, that's how we ended up in Arizona. And I got to tell you, if it wasn't for you being in Arizona, I wouldn't have you as a friend. I wouldn't have Sean as a friend and a coach and a mentor. I would have probably been in a lot different position than I am currently because of that opportunity. You know, as you say, you know, meeting a, a networking event and connecting and realizing why it's so important if you're going to head out on any journey in life to have a roadmap, to know where you're going, but then along the way, know what stops you need to make. And, you know, all the stops that I've made over the last four or five years have had you near or Sean near in every basically kind of somewhat of those decisions. Right. And like just two days ago, I had Brad Costanza on my show and we're interviewing, we're talking or laughing and an ice cream uh, you know, truck goes by like six times during our interview. And I'm like, I'm turning that up and I'm going to put the audible so loud that people know that the truck would keep going by. But I'm like, at Sean's memorial and kind of celebration of life, there's Brad. And I'm like, isn't it interesting how you guys just keep crossing paths into everything that I do? And so that's why I'm, you know, I just got a text message from Joe Polish the other day. I was like, wouldn't have met Joe if it wasn't for Dan. If it wasn't for Dan, I never would have met Sean. So um, I think it's so valid for anybody listening right now to realize like what you said, I want people to remember. I don't have to do it all by myself. And you can't. You well, can't. You could, you could. You could do a lot of things, but you're not going to go very far. Right. So I just want to say, and I, I want to acknowledge you for that. And then the last thing that I want to acknowledge you for is what you also just said is like, you know, he, he lived out his legacy. And he left his legacy for the world to follow and, and learn. And every single day, like I dialed his phone number two days ago on my phone. It just popped up and some new person answered the phone. I'm like, Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, okay, you're not Sean click. Thanks. Um, <laughs> but I want to acknowledge you in the sense that you said what I really am maybe paraphrasing just a bit is you're like, I need to do my own thing. Right. Like, but my own thing is what we set out to do, but now it's season one of the lucrative society podcast has episodes with you and Sean and the episode the other day was you talking about death and life and going through some difficult stuff and how you were doing and then moving forward. And that is what a lot of people don't do in life. They, they literally like are a pillar and they put themselves in cement and they just stop where you realize and Sean would be whispering to you every single day is like, move forward. Like you got this, like it's going to be, different, but it'll be moving forward. Yeah, would you, would you, you agree? I absolutely would agree. And I, I appreciate you saying that. One of the things that I said at Sean's celebration 
was that truly part of me wanted to throw everything out. Like I didn't want to do this anymore because it wasn't like I wanted to do it with him and then he isn't here so part of me was like screw it screw it all like I I don't want it and yet (laughs) I said to all the people in the audience I'm like those of you that know me that's not even a real possibility it's like a, a, a little fantasy like oh I could just start over I could move to a different country and do something completely different and start fret but no like I am here to live out my purpose I've I already was doing that that my purpose hasn't changed. So I need to just continue on that path. And that's what I've done. It's not always been easy, but life is not easy. No, and we were created to do a lot of amazing things. And we're gonna take a quick break. We're talking today with Mindy, who I absolutely adore. And I hope you stick around. Pen and paper is needed when we return. We're gonna be talking more about like, hey, look, she got really brutally honest. Like I went down the path. I made some seriously like a big shift from you know, corporate America to like now going and being an entrepreneur. It didn't necessarily work perfect. I ended up going and doing the BK thing, not the drive-through. And next thing I know, um, I've got a lot of choices of what I get to do. And when I'm living in Portland, now I'm back in Chicago. I'm like, I don't want to be back home. And then we move, transition. Sean comes into the picture and we move to Arizona. We have a great life. Sean, you know, tragically is in an accident, airlifted, And then now Mindy is like, all right, what am I going to do? And she said, I'm going to live out my purpose. My purpose hasn't shifted or changed. It is now clearer than ever for her of what she wants to do and how she could possibly help you with your purpose. So stick around and we'll be right back today with Mindy Kniss on the Be Fulfilled Podcast Show. We're going to take a quick break. And since Tony's taking one, let's take one together. Let's take a deep breath wherever you are. Feel those ribs expand, that chest lifts towards your chin. Let's do it now. That feels good, right? That's one of over 23,000 breaths you're going to take today. You don't even think about it. You're focused on that one. That's life. That's rejuvenation. That's the moment right here. And thanks for doing that with me. We all matter. Those breaths matter. Let's remember them. And let's get back to the show. We are back on the Be Fulfilled Podcast Show. Tony Grubmeyer along for the ride with my good friend Mindy. We're chatting about life, right? And I loved how we kicked off the show today when I asked her the question, what is your definition of success? And I just simply took feeling good. Man, what a great way to answer a very simple but complex question. You know, money gets tossed around a lot. We, we think, hey, if, you know, if I make more money, I'm going to be more successful. I was reading today this really interesting uh, kind of like fact came from a devotional that I was reading. And, and Rick Warren put it that 46% when this was written of divorces end over a financial decision. Like there is no more money left in the bank account. The average person, you know makes a thousand, spends 1300 a month, you know, like the numbers are so crazy. And I'm so glad that you just said feeling good because no matter what, when you were going through what you went through, you got through it. And I know that deep down inside, you're like, hey, you know what? I want to do things that make me feel good. I don't want to do things anymore to just make corporate America happy or parents happy or people happy. I want to do things that make me feel happy and good. And then you're talking now about I want to talk a little bit about your podcast. I want to talk about your book. Those things are really, really important to me. 
And it's all about lucre. Can you talk a little bit about lucre? Yeah, the whole concept of lucre came from the word lucrative. And I wanted something to be a symbol to myself of abundance, of prosperity, because I had already gone through all that crap, you know, like kind of the worst case scenario financially, I had already done all those things. I wanted my business to be something that to me was inspiring in the money sense as well. And so, and Sean helped me come up with the name for it. Lucra was like the thing that we were going to put together. And it's really great because I get to do all the things that I love to do. My, my, my joke at my retreat that I hold annually is you guys, I would be here doing this anyway. You know, these are literally the things that I do on a day to day or week to week basis. And I'm just really delighted that you're here doing them with me. So it's a combination of coaching, the podcast, uh, live events when we can do live events, <laughs> when, when the world is open for live events, and just really elevating people. Yes, good with the mask, Tony. <laughs> it's about elevating people and helping them recognize their potential, helping them get clear on what they're here to do, the purpose that they're here on their path. And the piece that I add into the puzzle that is fairly unique is looking at the science of the heart, science of heart intelligence, and bringing that into the conversation because a lot of people in the heart space are either fairly soft in their teaching or a little bit woo-woo or, or some of both. And I generally am not either of those things. I use peer-reviewed science to back everything that I'm saying, and I am Nobody that knows me would consider me soft. <laughs> so it's a different thing, especially coming from a woman. I was looking out when I was looking uh, for book publishers at other people in that space talking about heart intelligence. They're all men in terms of the way that I speak about it. So I'm like, yeah, men know, and men know a lot about the heart. <laughs> well, that's what's so weird about it is it, you would think that it might be more of a woman's realm, but using that science, using the way that they talk about it, it's, it's all dudes. So I'm like, all right, like, let's get another voice in there. And then I want to teach other people, men, women, whomever, to learn how to access that intelligence and then utilize it in their life going forward. No, and I, I've had an opportunity to see your work firsthand, understand your teachings and just sit back and go, damn, I learned something today, right? And for the longest period of time, I would walk into the room and and you've probably heard this statement somewhere. You don't want to be the smartest man in the room where you're in the wrong room. You want to be the person to learn. And so I, I've probably been for the last three years really showing up with a student mentality. I just want to, I want to go be a student today. Um, what are some of the takeaways that you've heard people share about, and this is, this is not a boasting section of the podcast. This is just an opportunity for somebody to have some glimpses of maybe some things that have been, as a breakthrough that people have shared with you, give me, give me one or two little prime examples. Cause I'd love to get people to learn more about what you do, because I know that that's a calling. I love Sedona. I love the fact that you, you, you make sure that, Hey, this is where my events are. Cause there's a lot to do with the heart and walking out into nature, being there, share a couple insights and breakthroughs that maybe people have shared with you. Sure. Thank you for that. One of the things that people sometimes assume about my work is they think that because I teach about the heart that I am naturally heart inclined. And that's not the case at all. The reason I got into this work was that I needed it. I needed to figure it out. I am super reliant on my intellect. 
I am super reliant on my logic and rationale. And I am oftentimes in my head. So my thing has become, here's how to get out of your head and into your heart. And people that are attracted to my work are often also stuck in their heads and just looking for other ways to do life. So some of the things that they've said at HeartPath specifically, I had one woman come through and she's very bright. She's very smart. She's very successful in business. She, at the end in her testimonial, she said, this was a complete paradigm shift for me because I haven't even thought about the world in that way or seen it or felt the things that I felt this weekend. Another, this is one of my favorite stories. There's a woman that has been to HeartPath multiple times. She has multiple sclerosis and uses a wheelchair. She typically has a lot of discomfort in her legs from that condition. The very, very first time she came to the retreat and the very first experience that I had them go through, she also is usually in her head, very smart, very intelligent, very go-getter, tough woman. She was rocked by that experience because for the first time in years, she didn't have that discomfort in her legs. And to her, she was like, I don't know how to describe that or I don't understand why that happened. And that was very disconcerting to her to not be able to understand it intellectually. So people have all kinds of interesting experiences and it's always just fun for me to bring, you know, people from all over the world that have been there and just say, wow, I can tap into me again. We're today, we're talking to Mindy Kniss. One of the things I love about uh, lucra.com, Mission Impossible is now Mission Possible. One thing she learned along the way, being broke doesn't help anyone. I had some mixed up views on money, marketing, sales, you name it, not my words, but hers. She actually thought it was more noble to be poor, not so. And since uh, she learned how to generate wealth, she can give uh, you, the person listening, watching some of her insights. But along that is a journey. And she got some really amazing causes and things that she's doing. She can uh, generate memorable experiences for her clients. She can invest in education and self-care. She is the talented, the one, the only, the guest that I've been waiting to have on the show for a long period of time because uh, she has a lot of insight into the world. And I love how she shows up. So what I'd love to do, Mindy, now is transfer you from being all-knowing to allowing us to know more about you. Some random questions are going to come your way. There's no right. There's no wrong. But you I love this. You can't pass on any question. <laughs> okay. And if you don't know the answer, what do you do? Make it up because we don't know if it's true or false. Um, we're just here to have some fun, but I need your permission first. So all I need to know is, are you ready? I was born ready. And now it's time for the fulfillment round. No phoning friend, no using the Google machine. No digging into storage for the Encyclopedia Britannicas. And I promise, Tony won't make you cry. And if you don't know the answer, just make it up. The fulfillment round brought to you by ShipOffers.com for all your product and fulfillment needs. Now, Tony, you ready to ask some questions? All right. Uh, let's, let's just be real for just two seconds. Um, because we haven't been yet. What? Yeah, we've totally been lying <laughs> the entire time. Um, is a Chicago hot dog overrated? No, I love Chicago hot dogs, except I am actually a bad Chicagoan because I like ketchup on my hot dogs, which is a no-no in Chicago. Oh my gosh, you're my f favorite person right now. Chicago dogs need ketchup. All right. So there's this big idea that 
A Chicago pizza beats New York style pizza. True, false? Absolutely true. Why is that's not even a question? <laughs> so the deep dish is better than the thin crust that comes from the Italians that like all the way over it, like in Naples. Just telling me. I will say I'm a big fan of pizza, so I like equal opportunity in my pizza. However, if I was like really gonna go for it, I wouldn't order Italian style pizza. I would order Lou Malnati's deep dish. Not Giordano's, huh? No, I'm a Malnati's girl. All right. I like it. Um, what would you want people to say about you when they are talking about you behind your back? <laughs> I love this question. I would love people to say that I'm brilliant. I see a lot of people online, Mindy, you're beautiful. And I'm like, who freaking cares? I, beauty is boring to me. Talk about my mind and you have my attention. Look at that. I like how we flipped the script. Um, how many episodes have you recorded so far for your podcast? I believe I've recorded around 50. And I right. heard there may be one up for a Grammy. <laughs> the one that you're on is definitely going to be up for a Grammy because between your voice and my voice, we both get people commenting on our unique voices every now and again. So I think when the two of us are together, definitely Grammy worthy. It's like Bacelli and Dion. It's going to be amazing. You know, like pretty much whole... just like that. Yeah, totally. Just like that. Where do you see yourself in the next five to 10 years? Mm. Well, right now I'm in the process of hiring somebody that will be just integral to my business growth. Uh, in the past, I have always hired people that I really, really liked and that and they were good, but I, I had to train them up to do what I wanted them to do. This person that I have coming in is an absolute integrator, is an executioner. So that will allow me to just have the idea. You know, I'm the visionary. I just want to have the idea and like go, someone else can go figure out to do all the detail. So in five years, I think that we will have created more of just a powerful presence, both online and, you know, money wise too, in terms of what we're doing. We're going to be doing probably the same things just on a bigger, bigger platform. I like that. I love that actually. Um, the last, the last question, it's not going to be too much of a stretch for you, but it is going to take you to stretch just a little. All right. I'd love a story, um, that when you think of Sean just makes you just instantly put a big smile on your face that you could share today. There are so many. <laughs> I one. I know there's probably millions, but I just need one good one. I don't know if we can show this, but do people see this video? Uh, maybe, but we'll, we'll see. What I'm showing is a photo of us on our wedding day. The look of delight on his face. Here's the actual the bit of the story. He hadn't seen me in my wedding dress, you know, because I, I generally don't get all frou-froued up. I already told you beauty is boring. So it's not that I don't like it, but not going to happen every day. So because Sean also was small and in a wheelchair, he couldn't see me when I came out the door and then coming around the crowd. So the first, literally the first moment that he sees me is when I'm like at the aisle and ready to walk straight toward him. 
he starts busting a gut. He cannot contain himself. And Tony, you know his laughter. He would bounce. Oh, uh, the way he would hold his tongue and, and laugh. <laughs> right. Like his tongue in this photo is sticking out because he like could not contain his joy and delight. And that to me, if I even think about that moment and then I have that photo right on my desk that I can literally see it anytime, that that's just one of the best ones. It just makes me smile. Well, I want to tell you that I'm better for meeting you and Sean on the very same day. It wasn't that I met Sean first. It was I met both of you. And uh, thanks to our good friend Vinny in um, Cleveland for having us uh, at a mastermind event. Um, I got a chance to meet you and have spent many of, of times talking to you in conversation. And, and I've really enjoyed our conversation today. And last question that I ask, is there anything you were thinking about today that you wanted to share with the Be Fulfilled community that we didn't talk about, or did every question just answer everything you have going on? (laughs) Well, first off, I adore you. I, and Sean, we both just thought and think so highly of you and just absolutely love having you in, in my life. I would say just as a final thought for your audience, life is so awesome. Life is so awesome. And if there's somebody out there that's maybe thinking that it's, it's dark or sad or, you know, any of the things, it's like, you're just not looking hard enough because light, light is all around and just life is absolutely amazing. Mindy Kness, she could go on for hours. She has so many quotes, so many videos, so many podcasts, so many opportunities. And if you think you'd like to learn more about her, I'm going to invite you to check out Lucra. That's L-U-C-R-A.com. And you're going to learn about everything that she's got going on, how to listen to her podcast, leave a review, a really good review, like a six-star review. (laughs) Um, Well, over... 30,000 plus followers just on Facebook alone. So she's well connected. She has tons of great insight and content that she'll share. And I love what she said. It's factual based content. It's not just woo woo. It's not like pulled out and going, hey, this is some advice you should take. This is advice that has been implemented, followed, tested, and something that maybe could potentially assist you on your journey. I don't like to say help because I don't think anybody really truly needs help. They need assistance. And that's what Sean was able to do in my life. That's what Mindy's been able to do in my life to assist me to be a better version of myself. So thank you so much for being a guest today. We'll put all the show notes at TonyGrubmeyer.com. And until next time, no matter where you go, no matter what you do, choose to make today the absolute best day of your life. Thanks for listening to today's show. But before you go, let me ask you a question. How would you like to be the architect of your journey in this game we call life? Take the next step now at www.tonygrubmeyer.com. Enter your details to get the first week of the Be Fulfilled Journal for free. It includes access to our private community of thousands of other entrepreneurs. It'll give you more clarity and freedom in your day. And it might just change your life forever. Forever.